Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Melissa, I'm super excited about today's uh, topic. Me too. Uh, it's about self-worth. Yes. Which when our maybe our like our first thought on self-worth is it's it's about your income, right? Yeah, that's how the but topic I, originally came up, right? Yeah, but it's like it's about so much more. Like when I started thinking about it this morning, I like wrote this entire notebook of notes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Which, um, which was kind of fun. So, like, let's dive in. Like, yeah. so you said that's how this topic came up. We were doing our uh, TSAJ live, like our live podcast with a bunch of people on it. Yeah. And we were talking about how you advocate for yourself, right? Right. Yep. And the topic came up about advocating for your compensation, right? Advocating mm -hmm. for how much you get paid mm -hmm. at work, mm -hmm. which kind of morphed into this this conversation about how a lot of times your income is tied to your self-worth. I think more than a lot of times. I think most of the time it is. Yeah. Most of the time, particularly younger in life. Well, that's super interesting. I want to dive into that a little <laughs> bit. I might want to, I might challenge you on that. Actually, okay. oh, interesting. <laughs> okay, good. But in my notes, I wanted to start off. So I started off with, okay, what is like the definition of self worth? Mm -hmm. Because Let's I wanted to get like a a better understanding of of what those words mean. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, like the definition of our language, right? Even though we make we might not be able to like come up with these definitions, they certainly impact how we think. For sure. So. One definition, straight up in the dictionary, said uh, self-worth, another word for self-esteem. And the definition of self-esteem is confidence in one's own worth or ability. And I was like, That's like that doesn't align with my view of, of self-worth. I don't feel, oh. well, it's a little bit of self-esteem, but I think it's more than that. Okay, interesting. Um, then a second dictionary. This is why I like when dictionaries don't dictionary. agree. That should be a game show. Dictionaries don't agree. When dictionaries don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> you can like you can win prizes if you guess which dictionary is right or wrong. Miriam Webster. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so a age. second dictionary. Well, yeah, right. Um a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. That is another definition of self-worth from a different dictionary. That is interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very. So what would you say like your definition of self-worth is? How would you define it if someone just asked you? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think for me, what comes up is self-worth as it relates to how I think about myself is do I think I am worthy of um, something in a given topic? So do I think I'm worthy of sharing my opinion in front of others? 
do I think I, it, do I think I'm good enough to be this person in this role? Um, I think it's it's tied to how, if I think I'm good enough for something. Yeah. How about you? Do you well? Do you think that is a confidence thing? Are you alluding to like it's it's confidence is part of your self worth? Yeah. Evaluation for sure. for sure. I think so. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Well, for me, like my self worth seems to be tied to like like what I'm doing for others, like what I'm oh. doing for the world. Like, 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 uh, I, mm. my self-worth increases as I'm able to like produce and provide for others. And mm. it decreases if I can't do that. Um, oh, that's so interesting. The other way it moves for me is <laughs> based on, and as I was reflecting on this, frankly, it's like, uh, it's based on my, um, like the, the way I identify or myself, like, like I, I, I feel like I am a creative person. I like really attached to mm -hmm. the idea of being creative. Yep. Right. Yep. And if I'm not being creative, like my creativity is like, seems to be fairly like attached to my self-worth. So that's super interesting, but it, but it shouldn't be. And, and, uh, it shouldn't be. And we talk a lot about that particular thing, um, especially like in the artist community, mm -hmm. because we all know that attaching your self-worth to your current creative output is a very dangerous thing to do mm -hmm. mentally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. Actually, you know what? It, going along that string, what you just said, that makes sense. Like if I were to think about it like that, what you said is your greatest strength, your natural greatest strength, which is your creativity or one of your greatest strengths. You attach yourself worth to your ability to bring that to the world and help yep. people with it. Yep. So if I were to use that same analogy with me, I would say I think my greatest strength is to connect with people. Mm, mm -hmm. and to be able to help people see themselves in a different way. Mm -hmm. And if I use that same way of thinking, I feel the same. So if yeah. I'm not able to do that, you know, and we've talked about that in the past, if I'm not able to do that role well, because I think it's my greatest gift to the world, if mm -hmm. I can't do that for someone, then if I'm not aware, I can feel really bad and feel mm -hmm. like, wow, it's, I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not feeling good at all. Yeah. That's really interesting. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that yeah. we might do that evaluation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other thing I was thinking about is self, like, uh, like your self-worth, like we're talking about like evaluate, evaluating ourselves. Like this is a self-evaluation thing. Totally. Right. Yeah, no one else is setting slope. it. It's a slippery it's like, slope. It's not external, right? <laughs> no. It's not external. It's like completely internal. And the, <laughs> right. we're the only ones that are doing it. And we're doing it to ourselves. <laughs> and it's usually not positive, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, exactly right. Exactly So why, right. why are we doing that? Wow. <laughs> I, think, I think as, you know, and as we've been on this self-awareness journey for the last several months, 
I think we're recognizing that when we are in more unaware states, um, we do that more. We judge ourselves more. We mm -hmm. go down the more negative perspectives, right? We don't give the positive yeah. equal time. Um, the more aware we become, the less apt we are to judge ourselves harshly, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it has to do with awareness. And then I think it also has to do, and I'd be interested to hear what you think, but don't you think it has a lot to do with your peer group too? Like the people around you, you, you want to be in alignment with them. We always talk about that tribe mentality. It's like, yeah, I want to be like that. Well, I, yeah, I wrote a whole bunch of stuff down like that typically might affect someone's mm. feeling of self-worth, right? Yeah. And I think some of them are interesting, like um, beyond your income, which is like the, the, the most in the most like immediate example that people come yeah. to, there's like appearance, right? How you look, mm -hmm. maybe like how you dress, the kinds of clothes, like there's a whole fashion thing. I think mm -hmm. most of fashion's based on <laughs> this idea. <laughs> um, your net worth, right? Like maybe not just what you're making now, but your, your total net worth, um, mm -hmm. who you know, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you said, it's like that it's, yeah. Um, obviously like your career, but maybe more like what you've achieved. It's not maybe even matching up to what you think you should have achieved. So mm -hmm. you don't, you know, you, you have low self-worth. Um, even some simple things like, uh, I had a really big to-do list this week. I didn't get anything done. I'm so horrible. I'm a loser. Right? Yeah. Why can't I get anything done? Why like, am I I'm not... so not productive ever? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, the self-talk piece in there too. Um, the other thing that I think really is not very healthy, uh, especially if you're not in a good place uh, with like with self-esteem is like social media, right? Like oh. how many likes did this post get? How many followers do I have? Like, mm -hmm. right. And, and a lot of things on social media are so um, staged or produced mm -hmm. that you're comparing yourselves against like yep, fake realities. And, and, and if you don't have a good context for that, it can be really harmful. Yeah. Yep. Um, but even things like age, right? Like, well, I can't do that anymore because I'm too old <laughs> or whatever. Or I can't do that yet because I'm too young. <laughs> right. Let's go with that second one. I like that. Second I like one that better. one better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting to see if you were looking at me, especially when you said that. <laughs> um, and uh, like, even like you're like you were getting to your relationships, right? Like, am I married or not? Like, hey, I'm 35 yeah. and not married. I must not be a worthy, you know, uh, partner or something. Yeah. Which is which is not true and that's a again it's like a self-inflicted mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah thing yeah there's a, there's a, we could we could dive into all of those <laughs> i yeah. would really like it though if we could come back and talk about the money one yep um and the reason i want to talk about that is because really that was what got us on this whole string you know mm -hmm. this whole conversation started because in that dialogue with the group someone said that they had they had to 
ask for a raise or they wanted to ask for a raise and they had a tremendous amount of fear doing it or something like that. I don't remember the exact context. Yeah. But you remember how uh, that really got us thinking like, that's a thing. People feel very tied to how much money they make will make them mm -hmm. feel better about who they are. Yes. And, and there's a, there's, you know, there's logical reasons for us to start in that thinking pattern, right? Mm -hmm. We have to have our bills paid. We have to feel safe in this world so that we can provide for ourselves or for those that we love. Um, but oftentimes we go to that really slippery slope where we tie how we're really valued mm -hmm. and are we valuable based on our W-2. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've seen lots of really good people struggle mm -hmm. because of that very thing. And, mm -hmm. and I think it, it, and it's, it's sad. Like it's, I mean, it, mm -hmm. it makes me feel bad for them because I know that mm -hmm. their income, like that, like you said, that W2 yeah. isn't, isn't what they're all about. I mean, most yeah. people are about so much more. Mm -hmm. And um, have so much more to offer, um, and using that one metric to judge themselves yeah, is yeah. is uh, is not is not a great place to be. I think too. There's certain key roles and certain kinds of people where this bothers them even more. Yeah, I remember years ago. Years ago, I was coaching a guy who made a great living, um, and he was um, a salesperson. And he did such a great job that they promoted him to the VP of the sales group. And he didn't mm. want that job. But there was no one else better suited for him. And so they mm -hmm. tried to attach a huge pile of money to it mm -hmm. and asked him to just kind of get over how he felt about going into it. He really didn't feel like that was going to be his place. And mm. he had been the number one sales guys for, guy for years and years. Anyway, long story short, he hated the job so much. And it messed him up, his mind, his heart, everything. He was so messed up. So they hired me to see if I could help him. And I asked, can we have his old job back? And um, it was just a really interesting experience because he was very emotional as we talked over several hours. And he said, do you think I could have that job back? And I said, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and so we started to talk about it. And he said, I don't even care about this other money. I, you know, I thought that would make it okay. I thought I'd be able to do things, you know, and just get over the fact that I really didn't feel like this was my thing. And um, anyway, short, long story short, he went back into his old role. He excelled there and he is still there after years mm -hmm. and years. But what's really interesting is this was in the summer and over the 4th of July long weekend, which was occurring the week after we met, he left a very long voicemail for me on purpose, knowing that I wouldn't answer because it was the weekend. Mm -hmm. And he said, why do men tie so much of their self-worth to their jobs? Mm -hmm. He said, I have these great boys. I love my family. My kids play basketball. And I have so many things in my life that I really love. And why is it that I got so wrapped up in what my job was and how much money I was making and it made me absolutely miserable? And why do men have to be like that? So he, that was him talking. You know, mm -hmm. he was putting himself and he was saying that all men feel like this. And I just remember being so blown away by the authenticity of the voicemail that he left me that day. That's awesome. 
Well, that is really interesting inside. I didn't, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't really actually thought about how self-worth might differ between genders. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I did. Well, so I did, I was thinking about like, um, like if, uh, you know, if you're maybe a stay at home mom, Mm -hmm. how your self-worth might be tied to how, like if dinner's ready at 5 PM or something Mm -hmm. or some like metric of how well your children are classic. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I mean, might get tied up if like your children are misbehaving. That's a reflection on you. Mm -hmm. Um, the work thing for men is, is really interesting because I, I do think there is, you know, there is almost that like, if you want to be really basic about it, there's almost those super classic hunter gatherer mm-hmm. roles, right? Right. Still right. kind of in play mm-hmm. a- across genders, even though in today's society, they don't make as much sense. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Thousands of years ago, they did. And they're still kind of like wired in the brain. Right. Yeah. So this yep. idea that maybe men should be going out there mm-hmm. and hunting and bringing back the kill, mm-hmm. which would Their be responsibility, mm-hmm. the salary, the 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 income, yeah, um, for the for the tribe, for the for for the family, um, mm. that's really interesting. I think too, like if you want to take it to that um, to that part, I would also say, like from the female perspective. You have that archetype of the female wanting to be at home. You also have mm-hmm. men wanting to be at home now mm-hmm. and the switching roles, but the energy and the feelings within those roles, I think, remain. But mm. the other thing that's really interesting, I think, about women and self-worth is, um, and I've grappled with this myself. Now, I'm almost 54 years old, and I uh, have always been somebody who has prided myself on being able to make money and when I had children, I wanted to do both. I wanted to be at mm. home and I wanted to make the money. So that put me in such a hard position because I couldn't do either one of them to the level of experience that I would feel was a hundred percent. Right. So I even so I remember saying to other salespeople when I started hiring salespeople and I was a sales leader, I would say, you know, if you're a mom. I just think the minute you have children, you don't really feel good anymore, no matter what. Because <laughs> when you're at home, you feel guilty that you're not at work. And when you're at yeah. work, you feel guilty that you're not at home. Yeah, so that's a tough that's a tough position. But it's all intermixed with this. It's the same yeah. thing. It's just a different yeah. perspective from someone else's experience. Yeah. Here's a couple other questions. This The thing I wanted to push back on you about yeah. was, yeah. was um, for it. the age thing. Right. Oh, yeah. What I was thinking, or I don't know, I don't know, this is, I don't want to be too like stereotypical here, uh-huh. but but maybe I'm going to be. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say. <laughs> is I feel like the baby boomer generation uh-huh. um, really, really prided themselves on, on these financial metrics. Like, oh, how yeah. much income do I have? Did I climb the corporate ladder? Do I have a big house and do I have a fancy car? Like these were all very, (laughs) yeah, these are very materialistic uh, valuations of themselves, right? Right. Right. And I'm just wondering if, so what I was observing is that generation Mm -hmm. 
um, and a little bit into the Gen Xers, right? Like still kind of carry that way of valuing themselves, Uh right? Mm -hmm. What I observe in some of our younger generations, the millennials and the even younger, Mm -hmm. uh, especially the ones that work for me, they are valuing money way less than my older employee population. Like they value time, Mm -hmm. they value experiences, like like they would rather get paid less, but be able to work from wherever they want. Yes. Or they like, you know, like the pay is not the number one thing. Yes, you're right. You're Which totally I think is right. super interesting. Hey, were you in that um, CEO roundtable group that had the speaker come in that spoke about generations and oh, how yeah. they valued themselves? Yeah, I think that was that was really fun. This is where I kind of like remembered yeah. some of that stuff. So, so what it was was every fourth generation repeats itself. That mm-hmm. was the premise. Yeah. So he was saying that. The like millennials right now are very much like the generate their generation that they mapped to was the generation right after the war, which was an all for one and one for mm-hmm. all mentality, and everyone needs to be co- come along together. Otherwise, we're not it's not working, and mm-hmm. so that's exactly what you're talking about. So they were no longer interested in standing out alone. Like I'm all these things, you know, and I'm I'm better yeah, than everybody right. else. Yeah, it was, it's yeah. I don't want to beat up on the beat up on the boomers too much, but there was like a lot of <laughs> ego in that generation, <laughs> right? I mean, that was like the Mad Men, right? Just that whole scene. Everyone watched that show. You be right? careful now. You be careful. We have a it's lot of It's not you. Friends. You're you're younger than that. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know that. Not calling you out. <laughs> Dangerously close, but not. <laughs> Uh, I think, but what actually, so I'm going to tell you when I referred to the age thing, what I was actually referring to was being in your own skin longer. Mm. That's what I was referring to. I think that when you are younger and you have to advocate for something for yourself, mm-hmm. um, you don't have the experience and perhaps know how to advocate for yourself in that self-worth. That's what I was referring to. And as yeah, you get yeah, a yeah. little older, you get a little yep. more mature and a little more like, no, I've been around the block a little bit. I, I actually, yeah. I've proven to myself that I can do this. Yeah. And I think that's where we, when we first started, we were talking about how confidence plays into self-worth. And yeah. I think you're hitting that right there is that, is that yeah. there is an element, just like that first dictionary definition that talked about self-esteem, there probably is an element of confidence that helps your self-worth, right? You yeah. feel um, more worthy when you do get that bit of confidence. Yes. So I don't think that yeah. definition is completely wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe we thought at the beginning. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and I just think, you know, it's like, I, I, yeah, as you think about self-worth, how do you create awareness about what you consider worthy? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like your own value system, right? Kind of like what we were saying is like some people do literally value the income as the most important thing, but some value other stuff like their time, their contribution to the world, you know, who, who they're impacting around them. Maybe, maybe they're more immediate family, maybe the universe at large. You know what? It's It's different for everyone. It's different for everyone. And there's also times I think where it's a really good idea to stop and, and kind of, um, evaluate it and see if you're still in your same spot that you want to be. I just realized this week I had 
a um, coaching client that came to a close in the in the coaching process, and we were talking about the experience and you know what he had found valuable, and he said, "Well, the stuff that I came here for, I." you know, I got, I, I definitely got, but he said, but I think the number one thing that I'm taking away from our conversations is that the people that I've been hanging around the longest have been thinking like me, but I was stuck. Mm -hmm. And these conversations, because you don't think like me, you made me realize that there's a lot of other ways to think about things. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, that is such a nice compliment, but it wasn't really about me. He was just reflecting on that perspective. And I thought, wow, that's an expansive shift for mm -hmm. anybody to be yeah. able to, to realize that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, One other thought. Yes. I don't want to like make this podcast too long. But <laughs> this is supposed to be a car ride length. Remember that. No. It's a car ride. You better be just do another loop pressure. around the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, well, so the other thing, the, the only last thing I was thinking about was with self worth, and uh, was was is it cultural or some of the things cultural? Because mm. um, I remember hearing once that, and you'll probably like uh, know this right away is like that, like in Britain, they they have this phrase like like they they they'll openly talk about their salary, but they won't talk about politics. <laughs> but in the United States, we don't talk about our salary, but we'll happily talk about politics. It's like reversed. Right? Have you heard this? No. No. Okay. Well, uh, I don't think I'm making that up. I might be making that up. But but I think that's interesting from a cultural perspective, right? Like right, where true, yeah. in the United States, there is like this taboo conversation mm -hmm. around how much money you make. Absolutely. And I think it's because the American culture is really ties just generally are across the board our self-worth to income so we're just kind of like we don't like to compare we're not some outwardly. people you are maybe embarrassed you maybe you don't want to brag like all sorts of emotion all tied into Money. this one number you're right whereas on the other side of the pond maybe like they don't care it's just like you know yeah. salary is a fine conversation but they don't want you to know what they think politically, right? <laughs> a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Well, any other deep thoughts on on self worth? Like, one of my last questions for you is, mm -hmm. um, how do you think you know if you are kind of feeling um, low in the mm -hmm. self worth uh, bucket? Yeah. How do you how do you build that up a little bit? What yeah. are what are some things that you can think of that would help um, help boost that? Well, one of the things that I'm always fond of saying is give the positive equal time. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of times we get into our heads and we start telling ourselves stories. You know, like mm -hmm. the story I'm telling myself is I'm not good enough. The story I'm telling myself is I don't make enough money. The story I'm telling myself is that this the job I have isn't good enough or worthy of me and I'm I'm not doing anything to change that. So I think we tell ourselves a lot of stories and I think that in order to start shifting that a little bit, it's then at least give the positive equal time, meaning mm -hmm. this job is not worthy of me and I'm not pushing myself and there's been reasons that I haven't, but that's okay because now I know that it's time to. So just to give ourselves that other side to start to balance out that 
you know, the real, the real time talk and chatter that's going on. That's one thing that I think is a really helpful thing to do. Yeah. For me, it's don't over associate with your art. Mm -hmm. And when I say art, that could be your job, mm -hmm. um, your hobbies, your projects, but just don't over associate. Like mm -hmm. I am not my art. I am not my job. <laughs> Right. I am not my whatever. I'm not any of those things. Being. I'm all of those things, but yeah. I'm not any particularly one of those things. Yeah. Great advice. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.